Hello, Steven Universe fans, and welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV Steven Universe After Show. We'll be covering the most recent three episodes, including Temp Workers, Storms, and Secondhand Embarrassment. And we'll see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. So we had a nice little discussion about this song beforehand. I know. Okay, so actually, the entire theme of this evening is basically that, like, I'm maybe crazy. I don't know if crazy is the right word, or just, like, overscheduled and forgetful, because it started with me coming into the studio being like, Katie, I've only seen three of the four episodes we're supposed to talk about, and Katie was like, the fourth episode uh, airs tomorrow. The fourth episode airs tomorrow, and I was like, okay, perfect. We're going to talk about it in the future. Exactly. It's going to be great. Yes. And, and then after that, we have another Aaron Gap, because reasons. Yeah, yeah. So. And then, and then, also, Katie was like, let's start with this Eurythmic song about rain, and I was like, cool, I've never heard that song before. And then she started singing the chorus part, and I was like, oh yeah, no, I know that song. So I'm having a great night, guys, is basically what I'm saying. And we're in here for the next two hours to get another show after this one. It's an animation block tonight on AfterBuzz. It's going to be great. Welcome back to the Steven Universe AfterBuzz TV After Show. We are having a blast in here, obviously. We are looking at episodes 119 through 121, The New Crystal Gems, Storm in the Room, and Rock Naldo. I was not kidding about secondhand embarrassment. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Whew. That that last one was painful on the first watch and a lot more fun the second time around. Rocaldo was Oh yeah. Interesting. All I don't right. know. I, I, am I, with have, I have many feelings about it. We'll talk about it when we yes. talk about that episode. I'm here with the lovely Emma Fife. That's me. I'm Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet, wherever Emma Fife's are sold, at my name, Emma Fife. Many people in the chat are asking about Megan Salinas. She is... She's in space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in actual space. She's in actual space <laughs> no. right now, and we should have her back before the next after show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in the meantime, I'm taking care of the apartment, namely because <laughs> I live there, too. Yes. It's going to be great. Uh, no, but Andrew in the chat is correct. She's over on Popcorn Talk doing something. She's doing a yeah. spotlight on, so she uh, unfortunately is unable to join us uh, at the moment. But you she... ruined my in space. I know. I'm sorry. And you but can people follow her in the chat. Called it out. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow her on the social medias at the Menguin. T h e m e n g u i n. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on the twitters at Kiaje. That is K i a x e t. We have the hashtag ABTVSU. We have the live chat going up, which we've already talked to the live chat. Are you guys? <laughs> doing tonight. If you have anything, if you have any questions, if you have anything fun to say, throw in the hashtag, throw in the live chat, you may well get a shout out. Let's talk about these, because this was kind of a nice little chunk of breather episodes Mm -hmm. after the insanity that was that Stephen Bomb. Yeah, I mean, the Stephen Bomb was basically one episode. It was like a movie. It was, it was. It was like a little Stephen Universe movie. Everything fed into the next one, and it all was, as you say, like very very uh, hard-handed in driving the plot forward, like, in a good way. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot, there was a lot of feelings and emotions, and then this time around, it was like, oh, okay, we're back on Earth, and now we're kind of getting back into sort of your more regular Steven Universe pattern. We had one episode that was basically Twitter's When You Were Gone feature. Mm -hmm. We had one episode that was actually dealing with a lot of the emotional ramifications of the previous episode. Yes. And we have Ronaldo. Oh, I, Ronaldo. I have a lot of trouble liking Ronaldo sometimes. Mm, you know, I it was interesting. In this episode, initially, I was obviously like, oh, come on, Ronaldo. And then I was like, oh, wait, maybe it's going to be 
okay, and then it it ended up sort of okay in the end. Yeah, um, it's it's a best case scenario for I I hesitate to say he's the fandom's mirror because obviously Ronaldo is painted to an extreme. Sure, for sure, much of what he does, of course. But there was definitely some. They do this. They do. They do that. They hate men. I'm like, yeah, oh, um, the fandom has leaked in that. I've I've seen some of what Ronaldo says in feedback about the show itself, and it's about people who are kind of missing the forest for the trees. Yeah, it's the same people who ask why there aren't more male gems. Sure, like yeah. not the point. No, absolutely. So that that's kind of why this was a lot of secondhand embarrassment because this is like everyone has been that fan who's met this person that they admire and has made a complete and total idiot of themselves. <laughs> I've definitely done it. I have one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, it was definitely he had good intentions initially. You know what I mean? Like he was willing to learn. He was. And that's a huge step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like all it took was for Stephen to say, "No, you're you're incorrect, and here's why." And no, we're we're still people. For him to go, "Oh, I'm really glad no one else took the pamphlets." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, exactly. So he did. It was set up with like, "Oh, uh, you know, rock monsters are taking over our planet. It's terrible." And then Stephen's like, "But the gems are rock people, also. Rock people is offensive." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you're right. Let me uh, let me atone for this. I'm going to become a crystal gem, and that's how I'm going to fix everything. And, like, I wanted him to be more... I-, I wanted him to do better in the, like, crystal... The segment where he was attempting to be a crystal gem. You know what I mean? But then he gets these ideas in his head about this is what a crystal gem should be. In right. Its, in its absolute form, the epitome, the archetype of a crystal gem. Sure. This is what it is. They don't sleep. They do this. A real crystal gem. <laughs> right. Like, buddy, you have no idea. Exactly. And then, you know, some of it, too, I think, comes from the, like, oh, wanting to one-up Steven, because yeah. Steven was also the one who, like, kind of called him out, being like, no, bro, you're wrong, and and, and of course, it's out of the goodness of Steven's heart that they were able to accept him in the first place, because Steven's oh, yeah. like, oh, you know, we're all outcasts and weirdos, and he's that too, so, like, we should accept him. And, like, it, and in the end, it was like, <laughs> he didn't really make any progress, you know what I mean? Like, he did from the point of view of, like, okay, I'm willing to put my preju- prejudices aside and, like, perhaps actually learn about the crystal gems. But then yeah. he had his, this idea in his head of what a crystal gem was, and so he tried to do that. And then, in the very end, when Steven, you know, came after him and was like, I haven't seen you in three weeks. And he's like, well, I took a really long nap, and I figured out that, like... Of the weirdos and the loners, I'm the weirdest and the lonerest of all of them, and I should so be alone. So I need to work alone. Yeah. Like, you know what? You do you. Yeah. You're really good at being a guy with a blog. I, I have to say, I love that you truthed him so hard he died. Like, that, God bless Amethyst, that made me laugh super hard. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, the chat, uh, Eisman, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, says, Ronaldo is a jerk, but he really stepped over the line with what he said about Connie. Yeah. She's only there because she's your girlfriend. She should try harder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to discuss this because I can kind of see it and it gives me that visceral nope reaction, but putting that reaction into words and explaining why. Like, we've all seen someone like Ronaldo 
but it's hard to articulate here is the issue, here is the problem, here is why. Like, do not step into another group and make it all about you. you. Yeah, which... Regardless of whether it's a fandom or a protest or a movement or whatever, yeah. it's not about you. You're there to learn. Yeah, abs- no, that's, that's absolutely true. Uh, and I think it just kind of echoes a lot of sort of things within fandom where it's like, it's it really is, it's not a about you and what other people theorize or like or whatever within that fandom even if you disagree with it it's like not affecting you yeah like if you don't like it you can scroll by it yeah exactly or you yeah. can mute it yeah or you if, can if you don't like it just click next you know what i mean <laughs> there are many tools in which you can avoid or bypass the things that you do not agree with and sometimes that's a problem because you need to read things you don't agree with to educate yourself. But when it comes to, like, fandom? Yeah. Chill. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was it was definitely... Steven Universe has had a couple episodes lately that are definitely a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, for like, different reasons. Yeah, but it's like, you know, when Steven was Lars for an episode. God. Oh. You know? That episode was not fun. So, and I feel like this was uncomfortable in sort of a similar way of like, ah, they're just, there are just, there are people like Ronaldo. Yep, who don't really get their come-to-Jesus moments. Yeah, and who don't... But, like, again, it was like... I really liked what they did with Greg's cousin, the one with the... Yeah, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Because it was like he was a character who clearly had such a different upbringing and different point of view than Steven and the Gems and everybody, but... In the end, you're like, you know what? He's still family. He's not a bad person just because he has a different point of view. And I think that with Ronaldo, it's kind of like, no, he's created this whole sort of narrative in his head. And even though that's not real, it's like... He's created the narrative and is trying to make real life fit it. Right, exactly. When it should really be the other way around. Yes. Art reflecting life. Exactly. And I, I think that, you know fortunately or unfortunately kind of the end of the episode was him going the only place that it's ever going to be all about me is in my little safe space with my blog well yeah we broke him up with his girlfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> sadly yeah we don't know if they ever got back together that was uh that was upsetting yeah i have to wonder if she's still out there somewhere yep but yeah i what i liked about this was one the humor was pretty dang great like amethyst was spot on pearl. oh my gosh i missed pearl so much it's just the okay fry rock yeah it's not the weirdest house guest we've ever had like yeah. just bless you you're wonderful yeah but yeah what i liked about this was just at the end of the day he learned yeah and he was willing to learn and just there there it wasn't completely horrifyingly uncomfortable 100% no, of the time. No, it wasn't. Just about 70. Yeah, and, and and on top of that, it's like he learned a little something, which he is did. more realistic than him completely changing his ways over the course of a 10-minute episode. But he was also, well, and we had a three-week time skip, but yeah. he was also willing to change the pamphlet instead mm-hmm. of doubling down because he was angry or bitter. Yes. He did put the real facts yes, in there. Yes, I did like that a with lot. With the magic of Photoshop. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're shaking hands with Pearl. When did that happen? 
It's the magic of photo editing software. Yes, because we cannot say Photoshop. It is copywritten. It is. <laughs> it is. It, it Trademark, copywritten, say, all the things. We can say Photoshop, we can but say they it, yes, can't. Correct. Yeah, so I, I think that's kind of the... I feel like a lot of these episodes are very much like, here's the long and short of it. Here's this little vignette. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we have. Yep. Yeah. So I think that is the long and short of this one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you the option. You want to talk about storms or temps? Let's talk about temps, because I like do that it. one. I'm, I'm wearing my Claude necklace that you got me. Yay! Because I love it. <laughs> Just, good lord. I know this is something that fandom has been asking for for a chunk of time, ever since it was, wait a minute, you're going to go and you're going to have these three protect... Oh my god, I need this team-up episode. Yeah. And here we have it. Yeah. I mean, this this is exactly what I wanted to see, specifically, as you mentioned, because, you know... The gems said to Lapis and uh, Peridot to take care of Earth. Steven entrusted Connie with the care of Beach City. So, naturally, we see them all come together to be the the substitute gems. And I love that for all of them, it started with, I need to go live in the house. Yeah, like... That is the obvious first step. Well, it was... And Peridot showing off her old room yes. and showing the toilet. Oh, my just, gosh. Oh, my God. So funny. Well, and I, I... The thing that I thought was... They took being the crystal gems literally. That they was, started LARPing the crystal gems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the joke of the episode, was it was yeah. like, okay, if we're going to be the crystal gems, then we need to go live in the house, because that's what they do, instead of just being like, no, we can like live in our own houses and protect Beach City in our own way. Admittedly, all of them are pretty far outside of Beach City as it is, so there's a chunk of travel time. Yeah. But it's just, I, I love that the big fight of this episode, the crux of it, was, I want to be Garnet. No, I want to be Garnet. I know. Everyone yeah. wants to be Garnet, you guys. Square Mom is the best. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, everybody wanted to be Garnet. And then I love that Connie got saddled with being Steven, for obvious reasons, because yeah. Steven is the most human of any of the Crystal Gems. And I like that she had the Steven shirt She was wearing on. one of his shirts it and just so trying cute. to make the love speech. And then when that didn't work, just yelling at them. Yeah. But... Sometimes just yelling at them yeah. is what needs to happen. Well, and I mean, she ended up, like, her speech ended up being very uh, sort of inspiring in a logical sense. You know what I mean? Like, she, yeah. like, Connie was Connie. And that was what provoked Lapis to go, wow, you are a good Steven. But really, she was just being Connie. Yeah, Connie is the logic of that half of the coin. And Steven is very often the emotion. Absolutely. And so that's why they work so dang well together, especially with the uh, sword and shield bit. Just like, they are a really good team, y'all. I could sit here and talk about them the whole hour. Mm -hmm. And we had very little interaction for them in any of these episodes. But nonetheless. Yeah. But I loved watching this. I love just, again, the be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I love the new sign on the car wash. Oh, it's so cute. I like, too, that, you know, this episode started off in a good place of okay, yeah, we really should all work together. And Peridot trying to get everybody to do a pose with her. That uh, means come over here and do a cool pose. And yeah. then just a little reference to the opening theme. Yeah, and uh, and I liked that their initial sort of thing was the car wash, and they, all three of them, work together as a team. Well, all four, sorry, Pumpkin, I'm not meaning to uh, uh, disregard you. That is the third time that someone has worn that exact party hat on their face to yes. be Yes! And it's the same party hat. I love hat. it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I, I liked that it started off in a good place of, 
hey, man, we are, like, we're really good at this. And then the next day, it just got completely out of control. Well, and watching Peridot and Lapis have this argument was watching it going, yeah, this this is a roommate argument. Mm -hmm. This has gone from the subject at hand to everything. And occasionally that's what happens when you fight with someone that you've been living with for a good chunk of time. Mm -hmm. You don't fight often, but when you do, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I thought that was really well written, and that was definitely you, you could kind of see the line where it crossed from this is about the situation to this is about you. Yeah, and it was fun to watch. Yeah, I yeah I agree, and I I always like getting to see Connie be in a sort of leadership position because I think Connie has a lot of potential. And, oh yeah, um, and you know I I liked to that sort of the. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to describe Ronaldo's reaction to finding out that Connie had Stephen's mom's sword. And he was, oh, because he was like, he's like, oh, why does she get a sword? She totally copied me. And Stephen's like, no, it's my mom's And sword. she's been here and practicing. And, you know, she came before you. Right, just, right. Yeah, retroactive jealousy on yeah. Ronaldo's part. I don't right, know. Right, but also, you know, seeing that, that Connie is very much at a point now where they are thinking of her as being part of the team. Oh, yeah. It's like we have the main team and then we have the auxiliary team and she kind of fluctuates between the two. Yeah. I enjoyed Lapis's attempts at humor. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> she were. did a really good Amethyst impression though. She, yeah, at times. <laughs> and then Peridot with the aviator shades. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, trying to be as cool as possible. Uh, well, you need good props for a LARP, you know? Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, and then her basically like accusing Lapis of not uh, being a good amethyst and that was ruining the team because like you need amethyst sense of humor to like make everything work <laughs> yeah so yeah just larping with, no, it doesn't always work yeah I did the one line that I wrote down from that is uh, it's impossible to solve problems if we're just acting like other people yeah and that I think you know that's kind of the wheel of morality moment for this episode but it's absolutely true. Well, it is, and 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 that again was kind of, uh, as you say, the moral of this uh, <laughs> episode, which was that they were a by attempting to do what they thought other people would do and arguing over what those people would do, and really they don't know because they're not those people. Yeah, no. Uh, I actually was having a conversation uh, with somebody yesterday about how a lot of the times, especially when you're like looking at a relationship or a problem that somebody's having, it's really easy to pass judgment from the outside. Yeah. And that's absolutely like, on a secondary level, like what this episode was about. They weren't specifically like judging people's relationships, but they kind of were judging the team dynamic and going, well, obviously like, and they all thought that they knew best in how each of the individuals that they were attempting to emulate would behave. But ultimately that just got them into the argument where they ended up yeah. wrecking the car wash. Yeah, and it's it's very much a play to your strengths moral because you you really can't accomplish things if you're trying to do it with someone else that's automatically just handicapping yourself. It's not going to work. Yeah, definitely. Whereas if you know who you are and what you're good at, it's okay, you're good with the magnetism, you're good with water, and I'm really good at organizing things, so here's how we do this. Yeah. And it, and it worked, and they solved the problem like they would instead of like someone else would. Yes. Yeah. I did love that little end pose. 
Oh, just, I know. I thought that was so just indicative of all of them. They were just perfect. Yeah. And in the chat points out that Peridot went from insulting Garnet to wanting to be like her. Yeah, but Peridot does that. Yeah. I mean, that is how she lives her life. <laughs> You're terrible, but you're okay. Yeah. Wow, thanks! Yeah, I love like, Peridot. That, that is just how she... Oh, Peridot's wonderful. I'm, I'm wearing a Claude necklace. Like, yeah. yeah. That is just how she yeah. does the thing. And I think Andrew sums up the moral of this episode perfectly, which is what do you, that it, it should be, what do you bring to the table, not what do you think you need to bring to the table. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, or, or need to be to bring something to the table. Either way. Well, Six one half nuts to the other. Yeah. It all kind of means the same thing, which is that like you can't successfully be somebody else. Yeah, you 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 need to be you, yeah. long and short. And mm-hmm. we've had a lot of episodes about identity just over the course of Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Who am I? What can I do? How does that affect the people around me? How does what's yeah. around me affect who I am? How do I change people's lives when I come into them? Like mm-hmm. there's there's been a lot of figuring out who you are. Well, and that's and this is just part of it. Exactly. And I mean, we see that carried over into the episode after this as well, wherein, you know, Stephen has this vision of Rose that he's hanging out with, but like, it's not her. Yeah. yeah let's talk about Storm in the Room for a bit, though. Yeah. Let's, let's finish up with the, oh God, episode. This, there were some scenes in this episode that were just extremely atmospheric that I loved, mm-hmm. where there's no music, no nothing, and it's Stephen, after Connie goes home all alone, making himself dinner and then yeah. going to eat it outside and getting oh, rained yeah. on. I had somehow forgotten that, that it started with that Connie yeah. bit where her mom showed up really late to pick her up. I think that that was the impetus for this. And I have been this kid. Yeah. My parents said they'd be home at nine. It's 11. Where are they? Yeah. Like, I, I have absolutely been that child. And this is something that my parents did, like, not on a frequent basis, but often enough that it wasn't like, ah! Like, how lost can you get on a military base? Right. But for Connie, whose mom, as we know, is very much on the dot, highly scheduled, to not answer her phone for hours is horrifying. I was feeling Connie's anxiety because I thought, oh my gosh, something must be horribly, terribly wrong because of what we know about Connie's mom. And the fact that they will just bring gem mutants into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it's a car crash victim. Like, it doesn't have a head. Yeah. It never had a head. What is this? Yeah. And that scene where they were, like, playing Mad Libs, but they weren't called Mad Libs, because once again, that's, like, trademarked. Word games. Yeah. And yeah, it was that, and houses of cards, and puzzles, and, like, that. Just the stack of games was a really good way to show passage of time. It was. It was. And also just sort of, like, <laughs> I, it was... For Connie, clearly, like, a way of sort of staving off anxiety, you know what I mean? Where you just, like, keep yourself really, really busy. Because I know when I would worry, if when my parents, you know, didn't come home when they were supposed to come home, like, I would absolutely just, like, draw 20 pictures, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> would find whatever was on TV. 90% of the time uh, it was Balto. Great. <laughs> Seriously. Would be Balto on Cartoon Network like that. That is my really weird nostalgia. Is my parents aren't home yet, but Balto's oh, on. Oh man, uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew said that he thinks he thought Connie's mom was going to have to have broken a bone or something. And Isman says I thought Connie's mom was taken to the zoo. Oh god, <laughs> that, I think we were all imagining the worst. That would have definitely been like a hard left turn back into space. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and that also really, they did a really good job of making the viewers feel that anxiety as well, because mm-hmm. we also know Connie's mom. And it's just, oh, if she's not calling and we're seeing Connie get anxious and we know what's out there mm-hmm. because we have the nice third person view. Like, we do. We, we have the dramatic irony going for us. And so it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, God, her phone just died and she had to cover a shift. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Ugh. But I, like, I'm totally Connie, though. Like, I am that person that if I, especially my mom, who, like, instantly responds to texts constantly and is always stalking me on Fine Friends, like, if she doesn't respond to a text message within, like, an hour, I start to panic. Like, <laughs> so I I was really, uh, I definitely sympathize with Connie in this episode. Yeah, and just a little, he's back from a spot. No, I said space. Yeah, because uh, Steven's still in the yes. zoo getup, which is extremely like a weird spot. <laughs> But I, I like that we had that as the impetus for almost everything that happens here because Connie leaves and mm-hmm. then he's alone. And right. we have that. I, I think the bit of this that just hit me really hard was him bringing the macaroni back in and it's got like the dirt and leaves in it. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at the table alone with his ruined microwave dinner. And I'm yeah. like, this is it. This is the pits. I have done the alone in the house while everyone else is out doing whatever thing before. And it's just awful. Yeah. And the show is really, really good at using its 11, 11 and a half minutes of screen time. Yeah. To show what it needs to show. Yeah. And wreck your emotions. Yeah. And I mean, it was kind of a, it was sort of, Stephen and Connie were kind of, had opposite opinions about what was going on with Connie. You know what I mean? Because like, Connie was freaking out that her mom wasn't picking her up on time, and Stephen was so happy to have Connie there. Yeah, because everyone else was out installing the sign, and yeah. the joke about, you'd be surprised how many of them it takes to screw in a light bulb. <laughs> like, this this is a noodle incident somewhere. Yep. We had a light bulb problem yep. at some point in time. It had to have happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone has done fan art or a comic of it <laughs> at this point. I just haven't found totally. it. Totally. If then, that exists, throw it in the hashtag. I want to see it. And then again, like with that nice third person perspective, you're able to go, oh no, I totally believe you, Steven. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure there was one point with light bulb. I, yeah, no, I'm sure that went super well. So, yeah, and just seeing Connie do the calm breathing exercise that we had from earlier episodes trying to calm down. Like, this this episode's really good for callbacks. So, Steven gets upset and decides, okay, I'm going to go in the room. Mm -hmm. It's, hi, room, is that a new cloud? (laughs) Bless you. Yeah. And then I just, I wrote so many quotes down from this. I know nothing in here is real, but I want to see my mom. Yeah. And so he absolutely knows that whatever the room comes up with is going to be a construct of what he knows and what he wants, because the room did it with Connie Mm -hmm. at one point. Like, I want to see you in your new outfit. And then he ran off with this construct of Connie not realizing. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. the room has done this before, because that's what the room does. Yeah. And so he absolutely knows that it's not real and that it's never going to be real, but dang it, he just needs to see his mom. It's like a mixture of the holodeck and the room of requirement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's dangerous that way. And I mean, we had this whole arc about him losing his dad and freaking out and wanting his dad back. Right. Mm -hmm. And now his dad's gone for the entire day. And it's like, okay, I get it. I know he's safe. He's just in the car wash. But I'm really missing my parents. I'm really missing my mom. Like, he still has that big gap in him. 
And yeah. he keeps learning so much more about Rose. That's, you lied, you did this, you didn't tell people this, you locked up Bismuth because you didn't want her shattering people, but then you shattered Pink Diamond. Like, he doesn't have the full story. Yeah. And he's he, not going to get the full story without going to a whole bunch of sources, some of which are probably the diamonds. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's like, at this point, he just has his vision of who he thought his mom was and then all these other bits and pieces of the bigger picture of who she actually was. But again, he doesn't have the whole story. He can't put it all together. So when he asks to see his mom, he just sees his idealized version of her. And we get the video games and we get the sports and we get the Charlie Brown moment, which was super fun. Yeah. And I'm sure they had a blast with that one. Yeah. But through most of it, Rose just sounded ingenuine. Oh, completely. Yay, you won. Yeah, it was like, really... Oh, it, was, it was really, really good acting on Susan Egan's part there. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and in the chat, it was a little bit earlier, uh, people were sort of talking about Room Rose and how she was even animated to look more, like, facially like Steven and to have more of his, like, speech patterns. Uh. So, and I, I noticed that as, like, to me, she didn't, and I'm like, I don't know if it was just because of the really stilted acting choices, which were 100% intentional. Oh, yeah. But to me, it it did seem like just a reflection of what Steve, like, from the get-go, I was like, it's a reflection of what Steven wants her to be. Well, and Steven even knows this. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. But he doesn't break the illusion until he goes for the selfie, and the whole screen is black. Yeah. There's not even, like, the puffy clouds and whatnot behind him. It's black. Mm-hmm. And that makes you wonder about the metaphysics of uh, rooms sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, mm. it's a little... Mm. But, yeah, and that just completely breaks it for him. There's nothing here. I'm just talking to myself. He starts getting angry. The room starts storming like it was outside. Yeah. And did you make me so you wouldn't have to deal with all your mistakes? Is that oh, what I'm here no, for? That's the opposite. Let's talk about searching for identity. Well, in, in this, that's actually super relevant. So Renji uh, in the chat points out... Um, Rose kept secrets to protect the people she loved and probably hoped Stephen wouldn't have to bear such a responsibility. Yeah. I mean, it, again, it, like, it really is the opposite. It wasn't that she had Stephen so that she could, like, get away from all of her responsibilities. Just off. Yeah, it's like she wanted, like, I, I think she wanted Greg to have a chance to be happy with her in the form of Stephen and... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, so it just, it's it's rough, and Rose is an enigma wrapped in a mystery, so yeah. that's always, and not here to answer any more questions, just a videotape, and a flag, and a lion, and a bismuth, mm-hmm. and that's that's it, Good so know. I did like that we got the bit with you, I told you that I loved you in the videotape, do you really think that that's a lie? Like, I'm glad that Steven has seen the tape and knows that and that that came back around. Yeah. Because he is kind of arguing with himself via physical manifestation of his mom. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what it was. This this whole episode was Steven physically manifesting his conflicted feelings about his mother. Yeah. And then not really coming to a resolution, just, I have to deal with what you left behind. Right. And then leaves the room and goes back to his terrible dinner and the storm still going on. And we're back to no background music, no nothing. Stark silence. Yeah. After the really good music that we had the whole time he was in the room. Yeah. And again, that's just a really good choice to evoke all those emotions. Like, 
Well, I feel dead inside now. Oh, everyone's back and they brought us a pizza! Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just... I love what a complicated character Rose is. Yes! Um, and to see Stephen like dealing with those feelings of sort of doubt towards his mother whom he'd always kind of like idolized and thought of as being this incredibly like good figurehead champion of justice not only because that's what he wants to imagine his mom to be but based on the recollection that the crystal gems have of her that's what she was and they adored her forwards and backwards and forwards again like no question And so you're always going to have a different opinion of someone if they saved you, if they were the first person to accept you for who you are, if you look up to them. Like, you're always going to have that hero worship there. Yeah. And in some cases, unrequited love. And so it's going to change your opinion. Yeah. And then you look at her child and go, oh, yeah, no, she was great. She was fantastic. Yeah. You want this kid to think good things about his mother. Right. And then the real world comes a knocking and things get difficult. Yeah. And I I like that this character, who was, of course, initially presented as being like, oh, you know, she was she was like the main hero of the Crystal Gems and she was our leader and we loved her and she was great and perfect and good, isn't. Well, no one can be perfect. And that's the point. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I that's just one of the things that I am consistently really impressed with in Steven Universe is how incredibly flawed the sort of mentor adult figures are. I just love how incredibly flawed everyone is. Yeah. Because we get realistic stuff from the teenagers and we get realistic stuff. I think the only person we haven't gotten terribly realistic stuff from is Onion. (laughs) And Onion is Onion. He's just he's kind of an interesting little outlier there. Yeah. But again, it's like, it, it's just really, really nice to see a show wherein the adults are not black and white either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like particularly in programming that is geared at a younger audience, sort of historically, the adult characters were usually like against the kids from the point of view of like, you're grounded or whatever. Or the adults are like the bad guy figures or the opposite. They're like the really great, supportive, wonderful parent. And Rose is, she's kind of somewhere in the middle of all that. Well, we're we're in an era of ongoing storytelling. And we're in an era of much better, more nuanced cartoons that we haven't had since like the 90s. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And so adults here, adults in Gravity Falls, adults in a lot of kids programming Mm -hmm. that we have now are more nuanced, more realistic. Yeah. And then the more outlandish their problems get, the more realistic they are as people totally. in how they try to solve them, how they deal with them. All yeah. that fun stuff. And, and uh, as I say, like, I just, I particularly like that Rose, the one thing that we can be absolutely certain of is that she loves her son. Yeah. And that's, if she's good or bad or whatever, she just kind of is. And... <laughs> So this this was a good episode to watch. It had yeah. some emotional wreckage and some emotional catharsis, just like that last 30 seconds of everyone coming in and, you know, the lights coming on and we brought you a pizza and yeah. how are you doing? And it's just like, oh, oh I needed that. Yeah, That was a rough episode. Thank you for quietly repairing my heart in the last couple <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Right. 
All right. Do we have? We're kind of running up against our time here. Do we have anything else to say about these episodes? I don't uh, think so. I liked that. I liked that storm one a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like. I like it when Steven Universe rips my heart out, which it does all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You must like this show a lot, then. I do. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about iTunes, and then we're going to swing into the quickest of predictions. But for now. Thank you so much to everyone who went on to iTunes. Thank you to everyone who subscribed to the podcast, who rated it five stars, who left us a review. You are wonderful human beings, and we adore you, because that helps keep us on the air as an after show. Our producers go and look at our ratings and at our reviews, and they decide that, hey, people really like this once-monthly Steven Universe after show. Then we get to come back once a month, as long as the show continues to be on the air. So your support helps us come back as an after show. Additionally, the more review, the reviews and the ratings, if you leave high ratings, um, they help our standings in iTunes podcasts. So our uh, search result is a little further up. And it looks like we have two new people. Two, yes, two yeah. new reviews. I feel like maybe there was something in the foreign iTunes store and that somebody tweeted at us in a hashtag. I apologize if I'm totally missing it. You read One the reviews, of, I'll check the hashtag. Great. One of my shows, somebody tweeted a review at us that they left in like an Australian iTunes store and I'm so sorry. I can't remember if it was this one. Um, and also on top of that, iTunes is like being crazy right now and like you try to sort reviews by most recent and something from 2015 will be at the top. So I apologize if there's more than two and we're missing you, but thank you to... Admittedly, these look pretty chronological. Okay, uh, it, but anyway, uh, so thank you to Martin, exclamation point, and Tom Preston uh, for your five-star reviews. We appreciate you. Uh-huh. We adore you, you lovely human beings. Thank you. And it doesn't look like okay. there's one in the hashtag, okay. so so we set. Um, the quickest of predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. I love it. Next week, next week's, tomorrow's episode, yeah, they move it to Friday right, and it just Friday. throws us. Hey Tiger yo. Philanthropist. Well, obviously, Tiger Millionaire is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but in a new form. <laughs> and then supposedly we're going on another short hiatus, question mark? Yeah, I've read, I've read lots of different things about uh, that Including that, like Steven Universe might not come back, uh, which would oh be a, no, that's just clickbait tailored to the fans. That would be a giant. We, we uh, have many, many more episodes announced, and some with one-line summaries. Great. So it's it's very much clickbait for yeah. a very specific fandom. Well, but I'm, I think we are taking a break. Yeah, there's apparently hiatus happening. I just want my, you know, it was nice to take the little break that we had here and kind of go back to talking about to having more little episodic pieces uh but i'm 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 ready for i'm ready for some more yellow diamond blue diamond action faux show tell me about it i'm just uh. i'm ready for a consistent airing schedule i like yeah. this once weekly thing yeah that was nice can we keep really nice. this yeah i'd like to keep this yeah and for everyone who has some drinking game going for us, yep, that's our talk about the uh, about the schedule. Knock that off the list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, depending on what the airing schedule is, if I'm wrong and we don't have a large hiatus, we'll see you next month. If I'm correct and we do have some form of hiatus, we will see you when the show when comes do. back. And that's when we'll be covering Tiger Philanthropist, because yes. we can't talk about 12 minutes for an hour. No. We can try, but that ain't going to go well. Nah. <laughs> All right, Emma, where can the people find you? All over the internet at my name, Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E, wherever Emma Fife's are sold, that is me. And if you follow me on Twitter, you will know everything I'm doing because I tweet a lot. 
You can find Megan Salinas on the internet at The Menguin. That is T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. She does a whole bunch of shows on AfterBuzz TV, and she also writes articles, articles for the movie check. That's Chick with Two Ks. Check those out. <laughs> I may be on a few shows yeah, with her. Yeah, that's exactly how and her sign-off goes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on the internets and YouTube at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Guys, stay tuned. Same bad time, same bad channel. Voltron is right after this, and we have several special guests coming in to join us for our season finale recap. Star Wars Rebels is on Sundays, and Arrow is taking a break next week because the CW does what it will, but we will be back on the Ides of March because why not? Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.